Hello and welcome to the Trading College podcast, where we look to bring you some of the most thought-provoking ideas about trading and what you could do to improve your trading. Hi guys, Raj here from Trading College. Just doing a quick podcast here. We're going to do a series of these podcasts every so often just to give you guys an update on what, how our coaches feel and how some of you guys feel as well. And just to really give you a bit more value in terms of your education. So in terms of our first one, there's only one place to start really. I wanted to do an interview with the man himself, Lee, and uh, just kind of get in, see how he's getting on with his trading, see if he can give you guys any advice. But also, first of all, you guys know Know that he uh, recently had the coronavirus and he's recovered from that so i just wanted to really see how you're doing lee how are you getting on at the moment hi raj uh yeah i'm getting there um it's been about three weeks now so um yeah i've still got a little bit of the cough um but yeah feeling much better thank you uh yeah it's not the greatest of things to get <laughs> so yeah i'm all right mate no, of course. And uh, I know a few of the members have been asking about you, etc. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you're glad you're back and you've you've come through it. OK, so uh, what we'll do is we'll get on straight away with some of the questions. So I've got a series of questions to ask you. So just ask to answer them as honestly as possible. If you feel you want to add any more value and, you know, go on a little bit, I'm very happy for you to ad lib a little bit. But uh, the first question is, is uh, what got you into trading, first of all? OK, um, well, uh... Probably loads of people have heard the story before, but I, when I retired from football, uh, I was I was already, you know, doing some stocks and share stuff while I was playing football, um, and then I retired from football at 34 and just realised, Raj, that I just couldn't really, you know, want to want to work for anybody. Um, I've been in a profession where it's very disciplined and you know you had it very structured, and I've been doing it since such a young age, you know. Probably when I was about 12, I started, you know, really seriously getting into professional football and training at Southampton Football Club. But one, when I just got to the end of the the career at 34, I just decided that I'd had enough of sort of, you know, working for somebody. I wanted to map out the rest of my life because you're a long time retired from football, uh, you know, 34. And then, you know, you've got many, many years to go. So I just wanted to just do something else. I was interested in the trading. And uh, yeah, and that was it. I just got a bit of a free spirit, Raj. And I felt as though I just couldn't work for anybody else or do anything for anybody else. Uh, and I wanted to sort of um, make my own destiny, really. No, perfect. I mean, and then how long has it been since you've you actually started trading then? Oh, about 18 years. Well, my first trades were done in my 20s um, over the phone with Barclays. And uh, you know, phoning phoning through the the shares, uh, but I had no idea what I was doing. And then, so I'm 52 now, uh, still 18 in my head, but 52 <laughs> in age. Um, and so, yeah, I retired at 34. So, yeah, we're getting on a bit here, mate. Yeah, you could do the maths. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I went, I went uh, into, your, into your secrets there. But And then what kind of skills do you think uh, kind of helped you from the footballing career moving into trading? What, what would you say is the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest thing that you learned from your footballing career that you took to trading with? I think uh, resilience, really, and determination to be good at it. Um, I think people give up too early. Um, they come into it, they, they give it a try. They might run out of money. That's the obvious reason. But, you know, I think the determination uh, of being a winner to want to do it, um, you know, and not failing at this and not giving up too soon and just wanting to, to learn the skills and just the determination and attitude, really. 
yeah. and to keep trying harder. And I don't like people that, you know, I don't like it when I hear people just give up too early. They're probably so close to doing really well uh, and turning the corner, but you know, give up, you know. So, yeah, I think if people just stuck with it a little bit longer or they, you know, they, they just maybe got more, more mentoring or coaching and help from somewhere else, then they would, uh, they, they could, could do all right at it, at it. So, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, so you've obviously mentioned uh, the mentoring or coaching. So, I mean, where, how long was it until you turned a, a corner from when you first started trading then? Because you said you wanted to, you know, the perseverance side of things is so important. So how long did you struggle for? And then also, how long was it until you actually turned to being, you know, generally profitable, should we say? Yeah, well, I blew out about 44 grand very quickly in the first 18 months, wow. um, going doing it full time. I can remember I, I was, you know, um, we moved to Teddington. And we're still here. And uh, I can remember trading from my house, my study downstairs uh, on my laptop and just blowing, blowing the money out. And um, uh, I think I managed to get through three trading accounts and there was no support. There's no, I couldn't go on to the chat room that we have here at trading college and, and sort of ask a question. There's nothing like that really then. And so I didn't get any support really. And um so 18 months was the sort of uh, the the time where I just really struggled. And then I started realizing that, you know, it, it, it was something else. It was obviously my responsibility to place trades. Um, but then I realized it's mindset, such a huge mindset um, area where I've, I've got to get into and explore. But I'd already gone through that with football as well, Raj. I'd already gone through early at Planet Anfield and choking in front of 35, 40,000 people at the age of like 19 and and just trying to not touch the ball. And then and then then the trading, uh, I, stupid of me really thinking it was just skill-based. You know, just, I've just got to learn a skill to be successful. And it was, so wasn't it. It was skill I had to learn and I had to learn um the mindset the psychology around trading the, the psychology around making money and psychology around losing money how to deal with losing trades as well as winning trades and how to hang on to big winning trades such a psychological part of trading that people uh, at the start don't don't realize but once you know, everybody is listening to this once they get into trading realize that the psychology is huge and so they start working on it and then they start to do really well so it's not sexy at the start talking about psychology but it is it is the main thing, I think. And, uh, you know, it is the main thing to be consistently profitable. Wow, that would be so interesting for people to hear because, you know, when, I, when I'm coaching people and when I'm speaking to people, everybody's risk tolerance is so different. So for you to look at, you know, uh, taking a hit of, uh, of that much money before, you know, really trying to turn things around, it shows that you, you had a, a big perseverance to it and you were committed to it from a, such an early stage. So, you know, good on you for getting through that because I think a lot of people would have given up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing, the difference... There's a couple of differences probably is that I had the money to come back um, and that was good because I had funds to come back and try again. Um, I think, you know, if people haven't got the funds, then they'll go and do something else and then mm. come back maybe a couple of years later and try again. Um, but if we can just, you know, I, I urge people in our sessions, our coaching sessions to manage the risk, manage the risk. And if you get stopped out of a trade, and you've risked one percent, boogaloo! That's brilliant. You've done yeah. your job, you know. But it's difficult when people come into trading at the start and they take a losing trade. And they think it's the end of the world, and yeah. uh, really, they're just doing what 
trading is all about. It's part of, of it. And we're not used to losing, are we? You know, that old thing about dropping 20 pounds on the street. You know, how bad do you feel? You know, and you, can, you go back to look for it and you can't find it. You just feel dreadful that you've lost that money. Mm. And I suppose it's similar to that when you start trading, you lose some money and you just feel dreadful. But it, it is all about protecting that trading account, which I didn't do at the start. Uh, because you ain't got the money, you can't trade. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say is the, the, the hardest part? Well, what was the hardest part or the biggest hurdle for you to overcome? Like, uh, because obviously, you're, you're saying that, you know, getting used to losing, that's obviously a big part of this. But what was your personal, uh, you know, most difficult thing that you had to overcome? I just love trading. And um, I wouldn't say it was over trading. I just... Um, I don't know, really. I, I, I think, you know, once you get the, the, the risk management in place, you know what you're risking. Once you get some psychology in the mindset, then I think a lot of it, um, I, think, I think if I bring it forward to this day, Raj, it's now managing my time to trade. So what I mean by that is that, you know, I've got two young girls, one in secondary school, one not yet. Um, and there's a lot of time taken up with those, uh, with the girls, you know, I, there's the coaching that we're doing the one-to-one with the 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 the, uh, the, the clients uh, takes up a lot of time as well, um, and you know I still want to do my own trading. I still love my I love trading. I've never stopped trading. Yeah. So I think if I bring it forward, I'd say you know just making sure that I'm managing the challenge a bit is is actually getting the time to do the trading, um, which you know I'm I'm very much aware of these days. I need to carry on you know doing my trades in the morning, getting my day's money. Um, and so trying to fit that into the life is good because I'd still want to take Isabel to school in the morning, you know, and that's at eight o'clock. And so that's when the DAX opens. So, okay. So Tamazin's got to take, you know, her these days and I'm going to do the trading in the morning. So that's the challenge these days. Um, but yeah, back in the old days, it was just a, it, it is a skill. There is psychology involved and there is risk management and, um, they're the things that you just need to make sure you get in place. Good. So that leads me on to my next question quite nicely. So what is your trading style? What is your, How would you describe your trading style then? I mean, there's no doubt a passion for day trading. Um, you know, I'm sitting here. I've already done a few trades today. I'm up. I've done three trades, three winners, and it's shorter term trading. But um, you know, all my, my biggest trades have come from holding them over weeks. Okay. Mm. Um but my enjoyment is the day trades, is the day trading stuff. Obviously, um, I think I, I like the short-term stuff. It bores me to hold on to trades for longer than um, two or three weeks. But they're the ones that make all the money, and you do less work to make that. Yeah. But I still like my day trades. I still like the power. I don't know if it's the right word, power. But the con- maybe the control of knowing that I could lose everything hmm. and I could still come to my screen. And as long as I got my trading account, I could still make money because I know I could day trade and I know I can do it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of freedom there, isn't there in that thought? Yeah. Yeah. That you've got the control to sort of be able to make money intraday whenever you want to, even if it's quite a slow market today and I'm still up nicely. So you could go and generate what, 500 pounds a day if you've got the funds and you're doing the right thing. Um, but I th- I'd say my skill is definitely shorter term. I've got my SIP. I mean, I've not even opened the account for two weeks in that mm. SIP and I've got positions open. Um, I don't know how much I'm making or losing in that SIP uh, on those positions, or, or but I've had them open. I've had those positions, some of them for a year. Mm. Um, and that sort of stuff, you know, 
it's where you grow the wealth, isn't it? You know, you yeah. grow that wealth and you, you, you certainly do that. And that's for retirement. Um, but the money where, or if I fancy a holiday, take the kids or do something, then I, I do fancy those day trades for me, which are, which I really do enjoy um, doing. But I like to scale into trades as well. So let's say I'm looking at the four hour FTSE at the moment. And let's just say for argument's sake, it's got a two wave short or a three wave short, which means it's those that are listening the clients will know it's a reversal from a from a from an uptrend for example and it's going to reverse and go down i love just looking at that four hours and i like to use the five 15 minutes just to start to scale in scaling in means you just nibble and take a a, a position uh with one position then you get your stop to break even then you do another position then you do another position then you build up um, the position and then it completely drops and you're in it with a bigger position size that you would do with so i like those trades i mean that dax trade for 30k that i took recently when i was actually in bed with coronavirus <laughs> i was actually feeling all right i mean i had the ipad up and was using that but i kept on adding i had a pro trading system buy on the daily but i kept on adding 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 to the trade and it kept on going up and up and up um, and then that you know it goes up big the next day and you're up 30k in a few days so that sort of trading i really do like as well as the shorter five minute stuff as well where you sort of build positions over a couple of days and and then it sort of like goes on its on its run um i like that i certainly like that indeed yeah so that's yeah. the sort of stuff i like and there there are also good types of trades to build small accounts with because you know if you're in profit and you're you're kind of trying to position in again and again on on trades that are going well you know it's it's easier to to build up a small account like that than risk everything that's in your account because you're you're risking you know profits essentially aren't you so it's quite mm -hmm. a good strategy that one so um then going on to my next question is is what what systems and indicators do you like to use then well of course we've got our proprietary um stuff here this the pts protein system the storyteller uh, and the pro obs and the trend predictor i've taken a really nice 60 minute um short on the pound japanese yen today using the trend predictor um and that's that's brought in um a, a nice uh, amount of money today and hit profit target um yeah i i'm very much a momentum trader so i'll be using pro trend system daily and weekly and 60 minute momentum triggers and pts four hour stuff so it's all momentum i like to catch those momentum triggers that we you know if you're not aware of the momentum trigger and the storyteller indicator you know it's 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 very much a momentum you get a green signal and it goes long and, and it's the start of a, a decent sized move so we so i use those of course and it's great the storyteller because it gives you overbought and oversold signals as well with the size of those histograms but i like to use them for reversals as well and i, I really do have a soft spot for fibonacci raj and um you know i think fibonacci works well with elliott wave um I think it's very difficult making money on its own with Elliott Wave. I, I'm just, you know, I just, I've looked at it. I've studied Elliott Wave in deeply. Uh, and I don't think you can, unless you're, you can handle 50 to 60% losing trades. I don't think you can make money trading Elliott Wave on its own. If you combine it with Fibonacci work, it increases. But then if you combine it all with our indicators of what we got here at Trading College and systems, then it goes up big time, the the, the hit rate. So yeah, that's they're the stuff that I use, uh, FIBS and all our proprietary uh, work that we do here at Trading College. 
Good. Now, this is a, a question that I get asked by a lot of people as well. So um, it's, once you cracked it and you started making money trading, what, why did you want to share that with others? What was your motivation to do that? You never crack it, Raj, do you? Yeah. You never crack it because it's always, it's living, breathing animal, isn't it? It's happening all the time. And so, oh. you know, it's not, you, you never, I don't think anyone, I don't think, I've not heard anyone turn around and say, I've cracked it. There's always more to learn. But what you do have to do is learn to make money. That's different from theory and knowing everything about trading. It's how to make money. And you know that, you know, we're in this industry, Raj. We, you know, we speak to a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, analysts out there you know, that can do report writing and do newsletter updates with, you know, where the market, what's happening on the charts, but they don't actually make any money from it. There's a difference from technical analysis and trading, I think, yes. and making money. Um, and, and you know, you see people writing newsletters, yeah, this, you know, the market could go up here, but they, they don't actually trade for a living. And I think that's what, you know, what we do, actually trading for a living and uh, making money from it. It's great, uh, but I can't remember the, the the question to be honest. Yeah, so um, it was just like why why you shared your systems and why why did oh, you yes. want to help others really? Well, I mean that that is a, a story within itself. I mean, once I packed in the football, um, I invested in a company that was had been around for quite a few years. Two gentlemen, and uh, I said oh, I'd be interested in um, you know investing in your company. I invested in the company. And as we progressed, they weren't, they weren't young gentlemen. They've been in the industry for quite a long time. I thought, you know, I suggested that we sort of um, take the company down this route by giving the, the clients more support. And have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? This would be great for the customers. Maybe give them this. More support here. More, and they weren't up for that. So I was in a home trading and stuff and, had a bit of money in the bank. I thought, fuck this, I'll start my own company. And I had so many. <laughs> I had your lot... entrepreneurial spirit again. <laughs> yeah. I, I had friends asking, you know, can you teach me? What are you doing, Lee, now? You've packed in football. I'm doing some trading. Can you teach me? What are you doing? And it got to a stage where I had to formalize it all because, you know, I was starting to charge it then, charge money mm. for it. And because um, it was my time and I wanted to trade. And if you're going to, if I'm going to take up time, uh, you know, away from the trading, then, you know, I'm going to have to take a fee for it. And, um, and that's where I did that. And then it just got really big. And then I got asked to do some talks on stage at um, conferences and things about my story and my journey. Mm. And then it just got really busy, really busy. And, um, and then I just started to think that the industry is just so rah, rah, rah and BS yeah. and just look you know some of the people out there are just it's embarrassing isn't it that what they're promising what they're you know the you see these facebook ads and youtube ads and some of the rubbish out there and i just wanted to make a, a company of a company that was credible honest and say as it is and that you can become really good at trading but you need to put the effort in to do it some of the stuff on Instagram these days and some of the stuff on Facebook and YouTube, it's disgusting. I mean, you know, I just hope people don't get sucked in by it all. This is a skill. You have to learn it just like every other skill. And if you do that, there's a great chance that you could do really well out of it. And there's no, you can't cut corners. So yeah, I sort of, I wanted to do something with my time 
and um, had some money to invest in companies. So I started a company and then realized I got to a point where I thought, sod this, I'm not letting this industry turn into, a, I want to be a bit more credible yeah. company. So that's really what drives me this to this day, to be honest. No, it's awesome because obviously prior, prior to joining uh, Trading College, obviously I knew a few of the members. I'd obviously met you at the STA and I'd spoken to a lot of people about it and, you know, genuinely helped a lot of people. So, so definitely, you know, definitely done what you thought you would at the start but I've, I've basically just got one question left right and I think it's a very important question because just like those people that you were talking about who look at you know a YouTube ad or an Instagram ad you know I would probably say what what piece of advice would you give to a beginner so if we can so maybe five mm. bits of advice that you would give to a complete novice somebody who's just turning up to the markets today um I, I would just make sure that number one really is that whoever they're learning from is credible, you know, qualified by the STA, you know, a technical analyst, got experience. Um, because a lot of people out there that just become teachers and coaches, they've got no qualifications, they've got no credibility. Mm. Where we have here at Trading College, you know that all of our coaches are either qualified analysts or they're in the process of being um, uh, accredited, you know, being uh, the certification and diploma. So they're going through that because that's the minimum standard, surely. Minimum standards shouldn't be how good you are at doing an Instagram video. It should be, you know, how well you, you understand the markets. Um, I think, you know, you've got to make sure you do due diligence on the experienced people that the people that you're teaching. Uh, I would say the second one here is I think we should go back a little bit. I think you've got to say, are you prepared to do you want to do this? No, do you want to spend time doing this? Because I did. I wish to spend hours and up to two, three o'clock in the morning looking at charts when I was uh, uh, at the start of the journey. You know, and you've got to put time and effort. Are you prepared to put time and effort into this skill? Because as I always say, it's the hardest way to make an easy living. Once you've learned how to do this, it's really easy. But are you prepared to go through the apprenticeship at the start? Um, and then if you are, then start to sort of, learn i suppose about go to youtube videos there's some great stuff on our um youtube channel at trading college and youtube go on there and and sort of start to learn about the charts and so on and, and then start to learn about very much about risk management percentage risk do your calculations with a calculator how to work out your position size and your risk management i would certainly that is the key um read the book mark douglas trading in the zone because that will start to to get you into the um, awareness of trading probabilities. Um, somebody else mentioned thinking in bets, which... Um, yeah, Annie Duke, that's great. Yeah, that's got, I, I've got halfway through that. But, um, I mean, go to my book, Goals to Gold. That tells a little bit of a story from the journey into from football into, into a bit of trading. And, and then... And then um, you know, go to Learn to Trade Live, our online course, which is free of charge for two nights or even one night, whatever way we're doing it, and sort of learn and then commit to coaching for 12 months. You know, get coached. What I see happen, Raj, yeah. is that now this is the crazy thing about this industry. Is let's say somebody's got five thousand pounds and now they've got the idea to start to trade the markets. They'll, and, and I did this, but okay, so there's no sort of criticizing anybody. It's just that it seems like this is the way it happens. The, the, 
the sort of flow or the funnel of, of how when somebody starts. They've got 5,000. They'll stick it in a trading account with any training whatsoever. And, oh, I've got 5,000, and they'll try and make money. They'll end up blowing the lot or maybe getting down to about a grand. And then they'll go, oh, I need some training and coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They've got no money left. Um, instead of taking, let's say, you, you need money for your education and then you need money for your trading account. If you commit to the coaching and the education and the programs and the learning, then that money, five grand, becomes 25 grand. <laughs> but it always goes the other way if they don't get the coaching. But people cut corners because they think that the five grand is going to make them 25 grand. It's not because it never does because... I've not heard that it does anybody that's made money without any training or coaching in trading and got lucky at the start. Don't you think you just, do you hear that all the time? Don't yeah, you, I do. I mean, I've got a couple of guys on mentorship that did really, really, really well at the beginning and gave it back. I mean, I, myself, when I first started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I, I, um, I turned a very small amount of money into a, a decent amount of money. So I started with $250 and turned it into four grand. And mm. I, yeah, and I thought I cracked it. But then what I did was, is because I thought I cracked it, I tried to do the same thing day trading and I lost half of it. Mm. And that's when I stopped because I thought, oh, okay, I worked really hard to earn this money now. I'm not going to lose it all. And then I, that's when I started to look into education a little bit more. So yeah, you're always going to go through the process of losing money before you, uh, before you look into education. We've got one crazy story at the trading college where uh, one of the guys actually uh, turned a very small amount of money into a large amount of money. We're talking about, you know, a couple of thousand pounds into a hundred thousand pounds and then lost a lot of money doing the same thing I did, but just on a larger scale. So yeah, it's always, it's, it might, you might get lucky here and there along the way, but it always comes back to the same thing. You wouldn't try and be a doctor or a surgeon without any training, would you? Why would you do the same thing trading? Yeah, people don't think that though, because they chase the money. Get have a proportion for education. They get proportion of that money for education, and then they put the rest of it into the training account. Okay, that's good. Now we can work with that yeah. and grow that account because then it grows. Instead of having all the frustration of loop blowing out, trying to find so some people haven't got enough money to come back, and so you to do it is to get the support and you know and it's holding people accountable. I mean, my mentorship, my mentorship students, it's you know it's all about slowing some of them down and. Oh you know, they're just like 100 mile an hour and want to overtrade, you know, and it's all to do with personality profiling that we work with them on as well. But it's just slowing people down, Raj, isn't it? And, you know, I say, really, it's just making sure you've got a trading plan and then you get good at following the trading plan. Yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting to, to hear your views because obviously a lot of people uh, might come from a background where it's not finance related and want to go into trading like like yourself so it's it's good to hear you know that that relentlessness you know that drive to succeed that passion for trading is still is still there after 18 years odd so that's that's also nice to hear and uh, also the bits of advice that you gave to people i think if they do take them on board it will give them a, a fair chance but yeah no thanks thanks for joining into the podcast do you have anything you want to say just before we end end this off no, it's been a pleasure, Raj. I mean, if, if somebody is new listening to this, uh, you know, just just get into one of our webinars, learn to trade online and, uh, you know, get in there, ask questions and just learn. We've got loads of them. We hold them every month and uh, just check out our website. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Lee. 
Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you'd like any more information, please visit tradingcollege.co.uk. We have lots going on there. We have loads of free events and lots of places for you to look for any information you could possibly need about your trading journey.